Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is episode 108, or 108, of Beyond Synth. I am Andy Last. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's going to be a little shorter episode this week. I mean, maybe it'll end up the same length. I don't know. I'm putting this together the day of its broadcast, and we've been putting so much work into the Beyond Synth uh, video show that I just haven't had much time to uh, put together this episode, or next week's episode. So we're just going to listen to a lot of music. I don't have much to say. Today, we're going to do an extended Keeping It 80s with Marco Merrick. So, uh, and it's uh, it's fun. So he's here for well more than double the time this week, and uh, we listen to a bunch of songs, and we try this week... To keep it 80s, just like the the name implies, and we'll see how that turns out. Well, I can let you know now we just end up talking about Batman. But we tried. (laughs) We tried. Anyways, let's listen to some music. This is a fun song, and this one will get uh, stuck in your head. This is Patterns with the track Spirit. What I said. 
that was Spirit by Patterns. That's a really good uh, track, man. Good production values and uh, catchy, catchy track. I am very tired today. I should probably point that out. I didn't. I did sleep a bit, but I was up all night. We're packing for the weekend, and uh, so I just uh, stayed up until like six or seven in the morning, and then I slept for like an hour or two. And then I turned on the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I didn't just put somebody to sleep with that. And so I just turned on the mic and said, okay, I can wing this and we'll see if I can. This week, uh, we're giving away download codes for a song by Diamond Field and Rat Rios called Closer. And uh, we'll listen to that in a little bit. And then I'll tell you how you can get yourself a copy of it. Uh, It's real simple. It's a lot similar to uh, how we always do it now. And I should remind you that Beyond Synth is brought to you by DownToJam.com, a free website that helps musicians around the world connect based on musical compatibility. If you're a musician looking for a partner to jam with or to fill a spot in your band, you're going to want to check out this site and sign up. DownToJam.com D-O-W-N-T-O-J-A-M dot com Remember them? I do. And uh, you should definitely check it out. Let's listen to another track and then we'll uh, we'll do some more stuff. This is Pontiac at Night with the track City Riders.
And that was City Riders by Pontiac at Night. That's a good one. I should also point out, you know, there are actually several sponsors of Beyond Synth. And, you know, Beyond Synth is also... Bleh. Is also is also brought to you by Piccolo Joe. Piccolo Joe creates vintage style t-shirts that draw inspiration from the 80s and 90s. Art, fashion, films, you name it. You know, t-shirts are staple in any man or woman's wardrobe, but for Piccolo Joe, it's more than just a t-shirt. Okay, their aim is to create vibrant and eye-popping designs that are bound to get people talking. And you know, uh, for every collection, there's always going to be a limited edition t-shirt. And once they're gone, that's it, man. Game over, man! Game over! So that's Piccolo Joe. Check it out. PiccoloJoe.com. P-I-C-C-O-L-O-J-O-E.com. They make shirts. Is anybody out there interested in dream analysis? I had this dream... And it was, I was in like some weird mall, but it almost felt like the mall was just all escalators and they were all going in crazy different directions and some of them were like kind of weaving up and over each other. Like it was just this weird web of escalators. And at one point I thought I could cheat. I could get upstairs a different way and not use one of these weird winding escalators. So I got in an elevator There was like this service elevator on the first floor. I think I like hopped over the side of one of the escalators. But then once I got to the ground, I I wanted to return to the cool escalators. I remember thinking, wow, that was really cool. That weird escalator thing that was going on. I want to get back there. And I got into like a service elevator. There was like a few elevators. One of them opened and closed in front of me. And then I ended up getting in this other one. And I just knew like, ah, oh, this elevator is going to fucking break. And, uh, and then it did. And then I got like kind of crushed in this elevator trying to get back to these escalators. What does that mean? <laughs> Like, it didn't move. It just sat there. I remember I I really wanted... You know when you... It was that feeling in a dream when there's something you're really looking forward to, like a movie or something, and then in the dream... This happens to me a lot. I'll go to the movie theater to see the film I'm really looking forward to, and there'll just be all these problems. Like, the film won't play, or it'll be the wrong movie, and then once the movie plays, like, the film will burn up or something, and and I don't get to see the whole film. and, And I always had that, this weird... I'd be looking forward to something and something would screw up and not allow me to enjoy that thing I was looking forward to. What does that mean? Does it mean I can't have nice things? Is that the meaning? Can that be a meaning of a dream? I don't know. Let's listen to another track. This is Christine, and that's not Greek Christine. This is a a group called Christine C-H. R-I-S-T-I-N-E. And uh, it's good stuff. And this track is called Over the Top.
And that was Over the Top by Christine. Uh, It's a cool track. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a giveaway for this new track coming up by Diamond Field and Rat Rios called Closer. And I think it comes in a... It's a seven-track maxi single, man. So there's the... uh, There's the... The track, and then there's a whole bunch of remixes. Anyway, it's a really good song, and we're going to listen to it. And I think they also uh, debuted a, a video on Vailingo that involves some stuffed toy foxes. Or were they puppet foxes? Was it even a fox at all? Who knows? Anyway, it's a good track. So what we're going to do is we're going to listen to it, all right? And basically what you got to do, because it's a good song, so I know you're going to want to do it. I also had a few of you uh, last week who I'm still getting messages in my email about last week's giveaway. So if I don't write back to you, it means that you didn't get it. Because there was actually too many. Like, I started going, like, should I respond to people and say, like, better luck next time? But I'm just not going to bother doing that because I don't have the time. So if you win, you win. If you don't, you don't. Which means, for some of you, maybe try and listen to the episode sooner. So we're going to listen to a track. Then you got to write me an email at beyondsynth at gmail.com and say, I want that Diamond Field Rat Rios song. All right, so beyondsynth at gmail. I'll explain it again after we listen. So now let's listen to the track Closer by Diamond Field and Rat Rios.
And that was Diamond Field and Rat Rios with the track Closer. Uh, It's a good song, man. I like it. And if you want to get a free copy, I think I've got like five to give away uh, for the whole maxi single. I I don't know why I stumbled over that. Something about saying the word maxi, I guess. Then write in, uh, write to beyondsynth at gmail.com and say, I want that Diamond Field Rat Rios track. Of course, I don't care really what you say. And uh, and then I'll send you a download code. And if you don't get one, that means I'm out of download codes. So, womp, 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 wow, try again next time. All right, let's, uh, let's read some junk email. Here we go. This was a junk email that was sent in by one of my lovely listeners. You know I love ridiculous junk emails. I seem to be getting less of them. And here it is. Dearest in the Lord, my name is Mrs. Precious Ken. Am 69 years old of age. I stay in New York City, USA. I am a good merchant. I have several industrial companies and good share in various banks in the world. I spend all my life on investment and corporate business. Along the way, I lost my husband and two beautiful kids in a fatal accident that occurred in November 5, 2015. After the incident that took away my husband and two beautiful kids, people ran away from me, and now I realize that it's because of my greedy... I don't care about people before. Later in the year 2016, I was sent a letter of medical checkup from United Kingdom. My personal doctor testified that I have lung cancer, which can easily take off my life soon. Take off my life. Maybe this guy's in like a video game. Oh no, sorry, it's a woman. Mrs. Precious Ken. I found it uneasy to survive myself because a lot of investment cannot be run and managed by me again. Presently, I am in United Kingdom for a treatment because I don't know how long I am going to stay again. I quickly call up a pastor slash prophet to... To give me positive thinking on this solution, he advised and ministered to me to share my property's wealth to motherless baby orphanage homes, people that need money for survivor, and for future raising. So I made up my mind to follow the instruction from God. I am writing this letter to people who really need help to contact me urgently. I have made available preparation to share the funds in various banks in the world, especially the orphanage, homeless, and divorced women. Please contact me and stop weeping. (laughs) Probably the little you can get from me will improve your living and God will be happy with me and forgive me for not being kind to people before. Let me know what you really need the money for and if you can still help me to distribute money to nearest orphanage homes, feel free to contact me or you give me their contacts so that I can reach them. Now, I am so much with best regards... (laughs) 
It says so much wit. W I. I like how whenever they do these ones, there's always like a sob story aspect. Usually, it's just like someone died and they have that money that they need to invest. I like how this one just adds a whole layer of like they got a dead family in an accident and they have the fatal illness as well. But I love the English in this one; it's just amazing. And I like this. I like the doctor testifies they have lung cancer and then they say, "I find it uneasy to survive myself." There's like a poetry to this uh, terrible English. It's amazing. Just so so much wit. <laughs> Let's listen to another track. This is 7:62 with the track "Runaway."
And that was Runaway by 762. And that is a cool song. Let's go to the Patreon. Alright guys, Beyond Synth has a Patreon. That's patreon.com slash beyondsynth. You can donate money to Beyond Synth and help us out make this show even bigger and better. And I've been using uh, the Patreon stuff to fund some of the uh, equipment purchases for the Beyond Synth video show. I mean, I've <laughs> technically I'm like in the hole with this project, but hopefully people like it. <laughs> It'll pay itself off in a few years. It's fine. Anyways, uh, today we'll read the big list. So uh, for my donors, I would like to thank my lovely Pattersons. I'd like to thank Power85 and Brendan Kellum, Roland Thiel. Is that how you say your name? Roland Thiel? Or is it Teal? Fele, Roland. Anyways, dude, thank you for your support, Roland. And Ravonia, Bending Unit 22. Lunar Baboon, Knox Bello, Terrence Thompson, Nathan Winter, Russ Nyes, Data Suck, Seach, Kanaz, Argen1981, Russell Hugo, Kyle, Junk Mail Jeff, Python Blue, Airman, Adrian King, Greeley, Mikey X, Square Wave Clothing, Travis Yakovich, Joshua Holland. That's a new one. Hey, thanks, Joshua Holland. I guess that Roland Thiel was a new one, too. Anyways, you guys are both cool. Joshua Holland and Roland Thiel and Joshua Holland. And then there's Replicant 81, Katner, Zychorax, I90RR, Mitch Wiseman, Jeff Block, Tomas Shabubinichek, Common Synths, Airborne Martin, 420 Bro, and now my lovely $5 Pattersons. There's Kai, there's X Riz Music, Joe and Lando, Roman, Bobby B. John Eternal, Dougie Fresh, Lame Robot, Mono Memory, Florence Bullock, Matthew Lister, Simon Norberg, Vaylingo, New Gat Ninja, The Rosconian, Night Raptor, Stu M, Russ Pentland, Dana Jean Phoenix, Tristan Waits, Rawl Pud, Aled, Grant Bouvier, Barons of Santa Carla, Seattle Synth, Starlight Fisher, Olivia Mutant John, Ethan Hennings, and now for the donation of the beast, there's Hellroy, Lucas Ceballos, Blake Peterson, Carm, Unholy Rat King. And then rounding out the donation of the beast is Max Hutchings and 
the donation of the 777. It's Retro Revolution. Don't forget to check those guys out. They would like people to um, check out their YouTube channel and uh, submit music, synthwave music that they can use for their videos when they make custom build electronics. And now, my lovely $10 Pattersons. There's Jake Last, Trevor Resnick, Colin Bennett, Fraser Davidson, Victor Garza, Ezra Van Dam. If you check out YouTube, you can see my thank you video I just posted for Ezra Van Dam. Uh, that was a funny one. Then there's Winfield, Will Lowe, Nathaniel Rivera, Polly Digital, The Angry Rambo Show, Joshua Everson, Slunks, Fucking Slunks, Greg Smith, Ashley Keegan, Tim Walmsley, Mike Shima Shabugan, Albert Bonilla, and Jacob Wick with the donation of the 2288. And finally this week, the king of the Pattersons, Chris Dance. Chris Dance is the king of the Pattersons. All right, guys, let's listen to another track. This is Offense, Efense, E-F-E-N-C-E. I want to say it's offense, offense, but it could also be efense, effense, effense. Anyway, <laughs> the song is called Air Glow.
And that was Air Glow by Offense, or Effence, or Efence. Anyway, you know that I post all the links to the artists on the SoundCloud page. So when you go and listen to the show, if you're on SoundCloud, click on the Show More uh, Information button underneath the episode, and you'll get all the links to all the artists featured on today's show, okay? So do it. It'll make you feel cool. So how about this? We're going to go and keep it 80s with Marco Merrick. We got a big, long keeping it 80s this week, but that's okay, because I like to I like to produce a show that has uh, so much wit. It's important to me. And uh, Marco is a fun dude. So how about we we'll listen to another track... And then uh, we'll go talk to Marco. So what do we got here in the hopper? Well, we got Silk and Lace featuring Outlands by True Lust off the Night Voyeur album. So let's listen to that. This is True Lust with Silk and Lace.
And that was Silk and Lace featuring Outlands by True Lust. So you can check that out. Uh, the album is called Night Voyeur. I think it's one of them soundtrack type deals, if I'm not mistaken. It's really hard for me to keep track of everything, but uh, go check it out. It's good. You will dig it. And now, let us go and keep it 80s with Marco Merrick. Marco And we are keeping it 80s with Marco Merrick. How's it going, buddy? I'm pretty good, Andy. And yourself, mate? <laughs> I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Every time we do keeping it 80s, we talk about the 90s. And so maybe we can try and force ourselves to keep it 80s this week. Oh, no. Jesus. <laughs> this is... This is. <laughs> You're killing me, Andy. I just thought we were going to talk about the early 90s again. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's cool. We can do that. We can do that. Well, it'll be like a challenge, right? Like, uh, sure. And we'll and we'll figure it out on the way. But in the meantime, how have you been since last week? Uh, not bad. Not bad. A little bit of ups and downs, but uh, I'm, I'm doing good at the moment, Andy. Very good, buddy. Tell me about the ups. <laughs> the ups. Yeah. Ah, uh, there hasn't been that much ups actually. Um. <laughs> well, you just said ups and downs. Now, now you're telling me it's just downs. Yeah, I know. I didn't really want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> It's mostly down, yeah. Okay. Trying to be positive, that's all. <laughs> you doesn't mean a good week. <laughs> Just let my cat in, sorry. <laughs> You're not going to include that in, are you? <laughs> What's your cat's name? My cat's name is Misty. She's a very beautiful cat and she's very well pampered too, I can tell you that. How old is Misty? I don't know. Um, I'm not going to say I rescued her, but she was at the vet. And when I took my housemate's cat in, because he was busy at the time, just for a um, checkup, basically I saw the cat in the cage there, and it was there a month later when I came back to get some cat food. And uh, basically, uh, they were selling it. It was it was reason she was reasonably cheap, and she'd already been all vaccinated and all that stuff, microchipped, uh, desexed, as we say here, and all that stuff. And um, and I just couldn't resist. I had to get her. So that was basically. Yeah, so I don't know how old she is. I didn't know either. She was she's she's a full adult, so I really don't know. Right. So I mean, you'd say you know you didn't rescue her, but would you say that she rescued you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I reckon so. I reckon all the ways is true. <laughs> You're a deep man, Andy. You're a lot deeper than you come across sometimes. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't come across as deep? I thought I did. I thought when I, every time I do those videos, I'm just like, people see me as an intellectual, and I want to maintain that illusion. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I don't want to be contradicting. I, I thought you kind of came across as a bit shallow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are you recording this? I thought we were just still testing. No, we're good. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, man, <laughs> well, let's do movies. Let's talk about fucking uh, our favorite movies, movies okay. from the 80s, man. We'll keep it 80s this week. <laughs> Although we did say last time we were going to talk about Killer Instinct, so I don't want to disappoint anybody. No, that's all right. Fuck Killer Instinct. I'd rather talk about 80s movies. Um... 
Well, two of my favourites. First up is Blade Runner, my favourite movie of all time. Goddamn love that movie. It's just, um, it's a masterpiece. And then Scarface is probably in at number two. I love Scarface. Yeah, no, I agree with your choices. See, it's funny. I, um, I mean, I've said this on the show before because I have all these sort of varied interests and so you know my favorite tv show is classic doctor who my favorite movie is scarface i think i can't do top 10 lists uh-huh. because you know sometimes you're just in the mood for a certain yeah type of movie right so it's like you know i love scarface and i love back to the future and like sometimes i'm more in a back to the future mood yeah. uh we'll say but scarface is is so fucking awesome i love i love it it really is are you gonna add in like a, a fuck you sample in there oh, or yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> fuck you! I used to use that all the time. <laughs> that is the best fuck you ever. Oh, it's it? amazing. <laughs> it's so good. So long, Mal. Have a good trip. Fuck you! I've got my collection in my head of my favorite uh, swear in movies, like <laughs> fucks and whatevers. So that's the best fuck you in the cinema, I believe. There's some other good ones. I think there was a good Nicolas Cage one I saw, but I can't remember what movie it was from. It was one of those, like, kind of Nicolas Cage ones where he's sort of like, and a fuck you. Like, it was like one of those, like, weird ones. <laughs> but the, the, the one in Scarface is, is brilliant. Brilliantly delivered by character actor Harris Eulen, who plays. Uh, <laughs> hey, how about this? Let's listen to a song and then we'll fucking, uh, we'll talk some more. What, what do you have for me this week? Uh, one of the songs that has been impressing me a lot this week and let me see if I've got the yes I've got the link open and everything I'm ready to go uh, that is Asilian's new track called Slip Streaming uh, he has an album due out on the 12th of June this is the first song from it um, and it's available at Ocillion.bandcamp.com uh, keep an eye out for this one this track is awesome alright this is Ocillion with Slip Streaming
And that was Slipstreaming by Ocillion. Marco's first pick of the week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you know what? I, do you know what I watched the, for the very first time recently, just the other day? Uh, I have been watching a bit of 80s movies. Uh, Repo Man. I know people are going to be like, why? Is that your first time? But I've heard a lot of people say they really liked the movie with Emilio Estevez in it. Yeah. I think it was a movie that really made him, but um, wow, that was really good. I really enjoyed that one, man. Yeah, I got to get on that. Um, there are so many 80s films that I haven't seen. Now, I think that's a good thing because when I watch them now, they have that tone of the time, and so it's exciting to discover stuff that I like for the first time. Right. Uh, but there's so many that some of them are sort of embarrassing that I that I haven't seen. When I start up the Beyond Synth video show, like, uh, I'm hoping to have a segment where every episode I watch, like, an 80s movie I haven't seen before and then do sort of, like, a review of it. Mm-hmm. Possibly with Hoo-Ha. Like, so Hoo-Ha and I might both watch the same film so we can talk about it. But it has to be a movie we both haven't seen. So, like, I'm not going to review Blade Runner or anything like that. Like, I want to review want to see a movie from the 80s I've never seen before, but people tell me to. Well, if you ever want to review Blade Runner, I'm your man, okay? So, that's a that's a question then. <laughs> what version of Blade Runner is the version you watch? Probably the final cut. Probably the final cut, because it's the same as, it's very similar to the director's cut. It has a couple of extra scenes added to it. Plus, they fixed up the scene where, jeez, uh, I can't even remember her name, where the snake lady, the replicant that has... Where this, they swapped the head, where they filmed the... Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, they put the head, because that was so bad. You see it crashing through the glass, and you go... I remember watching it as a kid, even. I go, fuck, that's clearly not her. What yeah. the <laughs> fuck happened there? Like, Have you ever- even the wig doesn't look anything like what she's wearing, so... I fixed that up. The, yeah, when, when the when the stunt lady goes through the glass, like the the wig they gave her almost was just like hair, but it was almost like a hat in the shape of hair. <laughs> like I really do like the director, like the the final cut. Yes, except for one fucking thing. What they changed my favorite line of the movie. What do you mean? Not that they changed it, but I think they went to an alternate version. When I first uh, discovered Blade Runner, it was actually the director's cut. So that was in the '90s when I started watching movies and stuff like hardcore and. So uh, director's cut was the first version I saw. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, when my brother told me to watch it, uh, he likes the the theatrical one with the narration. The original, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because that's the one he watched when he was young, you know. And I watched the director's cut, and I loved it. And so Final Cut, to me, yeah. corrected a lot of stuff that was just... I'm glad they fixed. Like, my favorite being the dove at the end. Yeah. You know, like, we're in the original version. There, It's nighttime, and when Rudger Hauer lets go of the dove, all of a sudden it's, like, daytime for that shot of the dove flying away. Yeah. And that was clearly just... Yeah. A mistake. Like, you know, that needed to be rectified. Yeah. But my favorite line of the movie is... Ruger Hauer saying, I want more life, fucker. Ah, I love that yeah, line. Yeah, that's I've right. always loved that line. <laughs> and they changed, and they did father in the in the final cut. Yeah. Very definitively. I don't know why they did that. But, uh... Like, it's not, okay, of all the changes I've complained about in movies, like with Star Wars and shit like that, mm-hmm. it's not the most egregious one because, you know, when you watch the making ofs and they say, it was supposed to be ambiguous. Like, did he say father or fucker? Now, he clearly said fucker. Yeah. Uh, like, there's no argument there. Like, he says, I want more life. Fucker. Like, there's no way you could mistake what he <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah, there's no... Right, I know, exactly. <laughs> and so when they changed it to father, it doesn't bug me because it makes sense. Like, it's 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 not that it doesn't make sense. It's just that the original line is just so weird, and it really stood out to me, and I just love that 
line. It's just an awesome line. So that's the only issue because everything else about Final Cut, I think, was great. I even don't care about that unicorn dream shit. I know <laughs> when I talk to Sunglasses Kid about it, he has a problem with that. Like, And I know people who have a problem with that. The idea that they're inserting scenes after the fact to insinuate that Harrison Ford is a replicant. I uh, was never a replicant. That's a load of shit. That's so people saying that all the time. I entertain the idea. I like that they put that mystery or intrigue in there, but he ain't no fucking replicant. That's a load of shit. <laughs> Get out of here with that fucking bollocks. <laughs> he ain't no fucking replicant. He's not. Sorry. They did two things in the final cut. Mm-hmm. They added that weird kind of uh, glow in his pupils in one shot. They did, yeah. And they have him having that unicorn dream. Dream, And yeah. those two two things are meant to be like ooh is he a replicant like yeah. but it's weird because when i watched it i didn't even really clue in on that stuff like i was just like okay you know whatever it didn't it didn't offend me no. i guess maybe it just depends where people come from but the idea that if he's a replicant or not has no bearing on my enjoyment of that film. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't affect me either way. I won't way. let it affect me either. I won't let it affect me either. It's like, I mean, people can say that, but Yeah, but it, but it doesn't affect me. It's like, it, so if he... Oh, either way, you don't shitty or... I get it. I get you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, Well, yeah. I guess it does affect me, but... No, it, like, but, you know, it doesn't. But it doesn't, like, to me, it's like, honestly, if the movie ended just like, and it turns out, mm. you're a replicant too, and then, like, Edward James almost walks away, I'd be like, all right, the, the movie's the same. It's all about the tone and the look Mm. And the music and just the the vibe of that film, uh, it's just I don't know it's the aesthetic. I think I just find it bullshit. You know, like I mean, it's basically so what? Nobody else knows he's a replicant because really they don't. You know, even even their almost character. You know, at the end he says, "Too bad she won't live." Then he goes, so why did we say too bad you both won't live? Yeah, and he does. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like it's like fuck off. No, no, they're not replicants. All right, there's a suggestion in there. That's great if you want to think that you can, but I I uh, I'll. Ultimately, um, no, he's, he's no replicant. And look, maybe the new movie that's coming out, kind of hard to get excited about it with Gosling and, uh, you know, and just the direction they've taken in it. I know everybody's uh, excited with the trailer that's come out and I'm just so uh, sceptical of sequels and remakes and reboots. Um, yeah, I yeah, generally yeah. boycott a lot of them now, so... I am not... I don't... Um, being as... Blade Runner's my favourite movie, I mean, there really is only... For me, there really is only downwards to go from here, you know. But yeah. I, I'm not being complete. I'm not being like negative, or you know, I'm just trying to be realistic. But of course, I will watch it, and then hopefully, I will be pleasantly disappointed. Uh, pleasantly <laughs> uh, surprised is the word. <laughs> yeah, I would Sorry. like to be. I'm. I'm very. Uh, I'm the same way. Uh, here, let's listen to a song. We'll we'll talk more about this, but. Uh. <laughs> All right, I've got an awesome track here from TV Players. They have a new EP out called Add Fuel to Fire. It's almost, for me, I don't know, it kind of sounds a bit like uh, an unofficial Top Gun soundtrack. It's uh, got a lot of guitar work and uh, just that epic 80s soundtrack stuff. Uh, The one I want to play, though, off the album is In My Heart. So this is TV Players with In My Heart.
And that was In My Heart by TV Players, Marco's second pick of the week. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Blake. Oh, yeah. I, um, Andy, I've got, like, the... I, I can't remember uh, what actual version it is, but I've got, like, the... I think it's the six-disc or eight-disc. I think it's eight-disc. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Deluxe Collector's Edition. It was, like, a 100 bucks or something when I got it. And uh, that is... You know, you, you realize your prize possessions. I'm moving to the States, right, at yeah. some point. Uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. But uh, that will be one of the items I'm taking with me. I'm not leaving that behind. Pretty much all my other DVDs I don't give a shit about, but that one is coming with me. It's got over 30 hours of extras, Andy. Over 30 hours. It's got everything. And I've watched it three times, all of it. That's how much I love the movie. I, don't, I, I mean, I did have the set... Like it was like five discs or six discs or something, and each disc had a different version of the movie. Like there's the theatrical, the director's yeah, cut, right. final cut, and the there was like a work print version or something, mm-hmm. which I think was sort of similar to the director's cut. Yeah, I think it's four, four, I think versions. Yeah, that is my go-to example when I talk about the proper way to deliver a director's cut. Like, when I complain about uh, George Lucas and Star Wars, it's like, it's not a problem if you offer the original films as well. Yeah. So, like, George Lucas can do whatever he wants with Star Wars. The problem is that they remove the choice to buy the original versions. It's like, no, now if you buy A New Hope, you have to buy this version. And it would literally be no problem, and I think there would be, like, no nerd outrage about any of the things they did to Star Wars if they just sold it the same way they sold Blade Runner and just said, yeah, you've got... Mm. 10 different versions. You've got the the, the 1992 your 97 re-release of Star Wars with the THX sound and the 99 special editions that went to cinemas and then the DVD one and then the Blu-ray one. Like there's like eight versions of like each Star Wars film and mm-hmm. the nerds will buy it. You could probably put that set out for like 400 bucks and fucking nerds would buy it cuz it's Star Wars. So that's the only thing that that bothers me. And so I think they did the right thing with the final cut. And I think for the most part, the Blade Runner finals cut is good. Like, it, it, to me, is like the definitive version, except for that one fucking line. I almost <laughs> want to d- digitize the movie, put that line back in, and then just put it back on Blu-ray, like, just so my version has the right uh, <laughs> has the right line in it. Yeah, no, that, it is. It's, it's got every version, whatever bloody version you like. And because uh, there's been so much, that's one of the movies that's been so much. Uh, so I wouldn't say controversy, but a lot of uh, definitely a lot of um, conflict over which one's the better version and blah blah blah. So, but uh, I did like the uh, original version because that's obviously what I saw as a kid, and uh, I liked the dialogue because that's what I, it was always there. And then it took me a while to like the director's cut. I think it was uh, what year? It must have been ninety four, perhaps ninety five, when the director's cut came out. And I went and saw that in the movies. Mm. It did get a limited screening, and I was very happy to see that in the movies. Yeah, and, and I liked it. You know, it was Blade Runner. But again, it took me a few watches to appreciate the director's cut without the dialogues. And I was like, you know what? They're right. It's a fucking, you know, he doesn't. He sounds grumpy. He doesn't even sound like he wants to do it. It's just, and what, there's no need for the dialogue either. It's like I know you can see what he's doing. It's just pointless. Yeah, that was my main issue, is I don't really like the narration, and I also prefer the ending of the director's cut. Like, I love just the closing of the elevator and then cutting right to the song. I always found the 80s one 
uh, or, or the or the you know the original cut, just that ending just always felt really tagged on. Like it, it doesn't feel right to me for some reason. Why? Which which exactly which part of the ending? The ending where he's the big speech, the where they're what, driving, the, where they're dri- where they're driving yeah, in the country, away in the forest, and it's like, yep, he was wrong. No expert. Like it just seemed almost like too happy or something for the rest of the movie. I like that last. I know. I think I think that I think the final cut doesn't have it. It in doesn't. It. It, it, I have to remember. Yeah, it just yeah, it's right after right. the too bad she won't live. And then as the elevator door closes on them, it just cuts to black. Yeah. Well, see, I, I like it. Look, okay, the whole movie is set in darkness. There's no daylight. There's literally no daylight. It's half. I mean, there's a bit of sunlight when they when he's interviewing Rachel, and you know those cool electric blinds or whatever come down, mm. and you can see the sunlight in there. But it's not. I mean, it's it's like either sunrise or sunset. But. You know, so, but I, I do like because it's like ending and he lets go of the dove and then it starts getting bright, it's daylight finally, and then right at the end there's a bit of daylight. I don't mind that, you know, and that's what pisses me off about the trailer coming up, even though it's very foggy or there's some sort of sandstorm or whatever the fuck's going on. It's daylight. I'm like, what the fuck are they filming a scene in daylight outside? What the, you know, that really just ticked me off. I know there's certain things that tonally feel wrong. It's the way I felt with um, The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, so true. <sighs> Oh, you can't have daylight. Yeah, and it's weird because now that I I didn't really clue in onto it when I watched it the first time. I mean, obviously that movie's got a lot of problems, like story wise. But it really does. Like when I went back and watched it again, I'm like, what are they doing? It's a Batman movie, and like ninety percent of this movie is in pure daylight. Nice. All the big fight scenes are like, well, except for like with Bane's back break. But like the whole end of the movie, the whole climax of the film is all <laughs> daytime, and it just feels wrong. That's not Batman's deal, you know. Nah. Uh, yeah. Even the video games are all set at night. I mean, I'm not sure you played some of those video games. Yeah, they're all set at night. It's like perpetual night. It's like it's just constantly, it's like there's never even daylight. It's not even, it's like this fantasy world. You know, that's what I love about it. But uh, anyhow, yeah, that was disappointing. The third one, I couldn't believe they did that shit. <laughs> um, I couldn't believe they did that shit. And uh, uh, there's so much, so much crap. The bad guy I didn't think was very good either, Bane or whatever. I didn't think uh, the prison, they talked about this fucking prison that's supposed to be like, the worst prison and all this shit and he goes in there I'm like this is fucking tame what's so bad about this place <laughs> it's like it's not even I mean it's not even bad he's like oh shit he's got to jump this thing to get out you know that was the biggest you know obstacle there. I don't know it was just a load of shit <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty skept. I know I sound very negative there, but the first two movies, first two Batman movies were so good. I'm talking about the reboot, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the third one's just like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I just have a lot of, um, my issues with that film are just story and structural. Like, I just don't think the story makes any sense. Mm. Unfortunately, you know, there's lots of movies that are kind of cheesy, but the more you watch them, you get used to the stuff. You know, like, so there's some movies that at first you're like, oh, I don't know about this performance, or I don't know about that, but then, but then you <laughs> get over it and then you can watch it and you get used to it like I felt that way I uh, I really like the movie Dark City oh I love that movie too and when I first watched it I was unsure of Kiefer Sutherland's performance <laughs> yeah it's a little bit out there isn't it and but now I'm fine with it like it's grown on me and the rest and I love that movie like it's just a cool film really but is. with Batman The Dark Knight Rises it's the opposite every time I watch it 
I just pick out a new problem. Like, there's another scene where I go, wait a second, if he thinks that, then why is he doing this? And like, whoa, this plan is really complicated. Like, what? Like, it doesn't make... It, there's so much stuff that just doesn't make sense. Mm. Why do they take that guy in the plane at the start of the film? Makes no sense. They could have kidnapped him on the ground. Yeah. Like, it, why did they have to kidnap him in the air? Like, why would a CIA guy let people he's never met before in his plane with bags on their heads and not even take them off to see who they are? Like, there's just... <laughs> like, from moment one there's these things like that are just what like you could have just taken him on the ground like that whole plane scene was just an excuse for a a plane scene basically like and it it, and that's just the the beginning of the movie and then the whole thing is just the fact that bruce wayne gets his back broken and somehow in like a few months like works his way up to be stronger (laughs) than the guy that broke his back who like and anyway (laughs) you get uh you got another uh song for me (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna talk a bit more about batman but that's like Okay, we'll come back to Batman, perhaps. Sure. Um, I've got a cool track uh, that hasn't had a lot of attention. Uh, it would be called Galaxy Frog. Um, it's got a cool little... It's almost got a bit of a 70s vibe to it. Yeah, it's called A Trillion Stars. Galaxy Frog? Yeah, Galaxy Frog. Trust me, it's a pretty good song, mate. All right, this is Galaxy Frog with A Trillion Stars.
And that was a trillion stars by Galaxy Frog. It's good. I'm. You know what I like about having you on this show uh-huh. is uh, you actually are like playing a lot of artists that I don't know about. Good, good. I'm trying to do is play a little bit of obscure stuff, but you know sometimes it's hard when there's a lot of because like TV yeah. TV players. I don't think I've ever listened to and uh, uh, Galaxy Frog. Yeah, Galaxy Frog. Someone I've been following for a while. I don't think he's released anything in ages. And I saw a new track. I was like, oh, I remember playing some of his music before. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's really good stuff, man. Um, it's just a little bit... And it's different. It's, it's a different sound. It's not like... It's definitely not like a synthwave sound, so... Mm. Like a mainstream, you know, that we're used to. I was going to come back to Batman, I was going to say... Yeah. Uh, well, that last two Batman outings have been terrible. Batman versus Superman, and then uh, the one we were just talking about. And, um... So hopefully the next time they're going to stop and think about it a little bit. Uh, I think Ben Affleck was supposed to be behind the project. But I was going to ask you, what do you think about Ben Affleck as, as the new Batman? Well, I liked him. So you did? I did. I thought he was actually quite good. I, I was uh, very... When I first heard the news, I was like, get the fuck out of here. You can't <laughs> have Ben Affleck as Batman. What are you guys doing? But then I saw it, and that was probably the best thing about the movie, apart from uh, Wonder Woman. But... Um, it was really good, you know, so I was quite pleased. Like, I'm not, like, an apologist for Batman versus Superman. I don't think it's as bad as everyone says it is, but I also think it's mm. it's fucking got a lot of problems. <laughs> uh, like, I, I, I prefer the director's cut. Like, at least... Okay, so in the director's cut, there's a lot of additional scenes that make the plot make more sense. Now, the problem is the plot itself is flawed anyways mm. but at least in the director's cut there's there's little shots here and there that help explain certain holes that were in the theatrical cut because theatrical cut mm. just felt like there was holes like there was just why 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 did he do that and why did this person do that and what and then when you watch the director's cut yeah there's answers to all those questions you go like oh okay that's why this happened and that's why this happened yeah. but it doesn't save the fact that the overall story itself is way too complicated. Okay, you've got Batman and Superman. It's like, they didn't need to make the story so complicated. It's like, just yeah. Batman versus Superman as a concept, is it's simple. You could have had a simple, straightforward movie. The issue for me was it came out and then there was Captain America Civil War. Mm. And Civil War was just so much more fun. Much better, yeah. And the thing with Batman versus Superman... It's got stuff in there that I think is really cool, and it's got some cool ideas, and there's some awesome scenes, but when you watch it from start to finish, it's not a fun movie, and so it's like a three-hour like kind of slog. If you just watch select scenes, like if you just watch the scene where Batman beats up all those dudes in the warehouse, that's an awesome... That might be one of the best Batman fight scenes ever put to film. Like, it's a really good fight scene. It's awesome. And I like the look of Ben Affleck as Batman. I think he's almost the most, like, comic book-looking Batman there's been. He actually did. I was surprised. Yeah, he really did look good. The way he moves, mm. the way he sounds. I mean, like, I, I liked all of that stuff. And I and to me, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Batman the Animated Series. And so Ben Affleck, just, the way, just the, his shape, he's like, he reminds me of, like, the sort of the stereotypical mm. kind of Bruce Wayne. Uh, so I'm fine with all of that. It's just that that movie is so depressing and everyone's depressed in it and Superman's depressed so when you watch it from start to finish it's just three hours of like people being sad and you're just like fuck this I mean Captain America Civil War almost has a kind of similar plot 
I mean, there's a YouTube video you can watch where someone like points out all the similarities of the two movies, how they're orchestrated by one dude who's pitting the two heroes against each other for some final showdown. It all hinges on one of the characters' mothers. It, like, there's all these things that are actually the same, but a Captain America was just a fun movie and really entertaining to watch, and Batman just isn't fun. Oh, I mean, the, the pick for Lex Luthor or whatever, I can't remember the actor's name, but that was dreadful. I was like, really? We've been surprised before, right? Mm. So Heath Ledger's Joker yeah. was a genuine surprise, and he was incredible. Yeah. Like, he was so good, so memorable, and I didn't think he would be, and he was. And the thing is, I like... Um, Jesse Eisenberg like I've liked him in other stuff I found him funny and entertaining but as Lex Luthor he sucks like he's just not good oh, he's so bad and I wanted to be wrong because I've been surprised before like but Ben Affleck as Batman I wasn't one of the haters because the the excuses people were using against him were not logical excuses to use against an actor like there was like oh Daredevil sucked I'm like well he didn't direct Daredevil like I mean some of my favorite actors of all time are in shit movies and you don't hold it against them like yeah, you would never so say true. Robert De Niro sucks or or Al Pacino first, sucks that was the first name that came to my mind when you said that I thought yeah well Robert De Niro as I was thinking in my head while you're saying that Robert De Niro hasn't done anything good since the 90s really <laughs> yeah and you would never like you would never say the sentence oh Oh, I, Robert De Niro sucks <laughs> but dude he's in garbage and Al Pacino was in that fucking movie where uh, Adam Sandler played his own twin sister I mean like oh, that's right he was too <laughs> you know yeah. and he's fucking Scarface and Heat I mean like he's he's amazing so yeah. the, the thing that bugged me when people were complaining about Ben Affleck is they kept on drawing all these parallels to Daredevil and I'm like no Daredevil was a bad movie but it's like it's got nothing to do with him. He was just there. Like, you know, a director is a huge part in bringing out good performances in people. Except if you're like Daniel Day-Lewis and just show up and always be amazing. I mean... Yeah, well, that guy's supposed to be a freak, though. And apparently he lives the role for like a year or something. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I mean, he's, he's really in character a lot. It's just kind of a bit full on. But yeah, I know his performances are great. I was just going to say, it's little things in the movie as well that they make me laugh. Like, they're having this battle at the end and even though, you know, it's kind of silly because I'm watching it going, well, this is just stupid. I mean, Superman would just crush him in a second. You know, I mean, literally, this is crazy. He's wearing a, he's a normal man wearing a fucking suit. Yeah. Anyway, so... So he finally comes up with this weapon against Batman. He's got this kryptonite. You think, what is he going to come up with? Comes up with a fucking spear. Yeah. Oh, that's what he thought of, a spear? <laughs> I mean, seriously? That's the extent of his imagination? What is he, a caveman again? I mean, it's like, come on, man. You could have come up with some fucking crazy gun or or a bomb or something. You know, something cool. A net, maybe? But a fucking spear? Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. I mean, it was... <laughs> I mean, I laughed. I was like, I'm listening to sitting there watching it going, oh my god, it's a fucking spear. Yeah, I'm also sort of annoyed just at the, the setup for the fight, because I think it's an entertaining enough fight scene, but it's yeah, the setup is wrong. It's like they, it's so overcomplicated. You know, the by the by the time they fight, you know, it's like, wh what is the motivation of this fight? Like, cause Superman doesn't even want to fight him. He's there because Lex Luthor's got his mom. Like, it's just way too complicated, and they they could have just. It seems, yeah. it's, it's, 
It seemed out of character for Batman to me. I was like, he's carrying on, like, in parts, I'm like, is he just a complete lunatic? Because he just doesn't... It's just really out of character for me. Maybe that's the way it was in the comic books. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't read a lot of the comic books. So people probably say that. I don't even know if that's true. But for me, it just he was just out of character a lot. I was, like, going towards the end. I mean, I was like, what the hell's going on here? He doesn't... I don't know. That was, that's me, anyway. I've only seen it once, though, so... Well, and I don't want to... I obviously don't want to watch it again now, but... It's tough for me because... There's stuff in there that is really cool. That's the when I'm when it's the most difficult, you know, when I because I think the Batman stuff was cool, but the pacing of the movie is just weird. It's like when you watch it, there's just weird decisions. Like so Batman's first scene is like he doesn't get a cool introduction fight scene. Like that scene where he's beating up the dudes in the warehouse. There should have been a scene like that at the start of the movie, but there really isn't like a cool fight scene until about two hours into the film when they fight each other. So it took way too long to get to that point, and there wasn't a really cool introduction for Batman. It was sort of like he's in some weird building where there's some like sex slaves or something, and and you kind of and they're they're they're, <laughs> they're trying right. to make it like they're showing the scary aspect of Batman, like you see him in the corner of the room and then he like jumps down and stuff. But it was sort of disappointing that his first action scene is like in the Batmobile, blowing up cars and driving around. It just seemed like weirdly structured. It was like Batman's first major scene is he's in the car, and then his the real fight scene is is with Superman. So I think Justice League. I mean, I don't want to predict, but obviously now things are changing because Joss Whedon's taken over. So. Who knows what that movie is going to be like? It might just be another crazy Frankenstein film. That, that's my concern, is because I think I love what Joss Whedon did with the Avengers, mm, and yeah. I know he can he can definitely he brings some fun to this universe. But the problem is also like if it's already like super Zack Snydered, then it might feel like a weird Frankenstein movie where you're watching one scene and you're like, okay, well that's the that's a Zack Snyder scene and then all of a sudden there's a Joss Whedon scene that feels very different than the previous scene so there's that possibility I mean we'll see we'll see who knows yeah you said to be a real Batman buff there Andy I know I know from previously that you that you kind of are but um, I like Batman what's your favorite Batman <laughs> honestly Batman Returns I love Batman Returns. Really? Oh, man, I'm disappointed, Andy. Um, I love it. Oh, my God. Uh, what about, uh, what about, so, what's, who's your favorite actual Batman? Like, the, you know, the actor who plays Batman. I mean, I like Michael Keaton's Batman. Yeah. Like, I like, yeah, I like his Batman. I love, like, okay, the Christopher, here, let's listen to a song. I'll give you my list. I'll give you an ordered <laughs> list. Don't go anywhere, people. You want to hear this? Um, <laughs> the song and this, the song and Andy's list. Okay, so uh, I think we'll go with uh, Cobra Copter's new one called Radio Beach. Some real smooth sounds here, uh, featuring. It's not featuring, but it's with Auto Vampire. All right. So, do you say Auto Vampire? I've been calling him Auto Vampire because he doesn't have the e on the end. No, I'll call him Auto Vampire then. I figure that's just how they spell it. Uh, okay, so well, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't actually know the answer. <laughs> I should, somebody should, does anyone know him? We should ask him. Alright. If you're listening, is it Vampire or Vampire? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Vampire because Vampire is supposed to have an E, but who knows. Alright, so this is uh, Cobra Copter with, did you say with, right? Yeah, with. <laughs> this is Cobra Copter with Otto Vampire at Radio Beach.
And that was Radio Beach by Cobra Copter with Otto Vampire. Or Vampire. We're not 100% sure about that. Yeah, that's a cool one. Uh, so, here's the thing. Hmm. I like Batman Returns because it is a very weird film. Uh, it's a very unique and strange film, and I really like Danny Elfman's score for it. I like Michael Keaton as Batman. I think that... The Christopher Nolan films, like the first two, are better movies, and I love The Dark Knight. Like, The Dark Knight is probably one of my favorite films of all time as well. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, It's just so fucking good. I love the cartoon. The animated series is one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Probably in my top five. It's like real Ghostbusters, uh, Batman the Animated Series. What the fuck else would I even put in there? DuckTales? No, uh, Gummy Bears. I don't consider The Simpsons a cartoon, even though I know it is one. The Simpsons, to me, is just a show. Like, I always feel weird saying it's a cartoon. Yeah, so, like, the Christopher Nolan movies are awesome. I don't hate Christian Bale's Batman voice as much as some people do, but I don't love it either. And as the movies went on, his Batman voice seemed to get more ridiculous. Like, if you watch Batman Begins, his voice isn't that gravelly as Batman. Like, he still was doing a voice, but... It seemed to, like, by the third film, it, it, he was even doing the Batman voice to himself. And that was <laughs> that was weird, you know, like when Catwoman disappears. It's like, so that was that feels like. Or, or, you know, it's just like, it's like you just Batman voiced yourself? Like, come on. And then in the second film, yeah, he Batman voice voices when he's talking to Morgan Freeman. And I'm like, he knows who you are. Like, you don't need to Batman voice when you're, you know, when you're when you're around people who know you're Bruce Wayne. Like, just the idea that he's still doing the Batman voice is a little weird to me. So, I liked the solution in Batman versus Superman. Like, I like that he's got like a voice amplifier thing that deepens his voice. I think that's cool. But yeah, what what other Batman movies? I mean, I don't like the Joel Schumacher ones at all. Uh, the only opinion I have that's maybe different from the mass opinion is I think that Batman and Robin is better than Batman Forever because Batman Forever is trying, like, it's a shitty film, but it also thinks it's still okay. But if you go back and watch it, like, fucking Jim Carrey's performance is infuriating. Like, when I watch that movie, yeah. it, it upsets me. So the thing is, Batman and Robin is a terrible fucking movie, but it's consistently terrible from start to finish. So I actually think in that regards, it's a more consistent film. It's consistently shitty. You think it's better because it's shit from start to finish. Exactly. So it's consistently shitty, which means I have more fun watching that movie than when I do watching Batman Forever. That's like got parts where it's trying to be good and then it's got these parts where like this is my go-to reason why i hate the film but when the scene where where riddler and two-face destroy the bat cave and then jim carrey in one scene like throws a bomb like it's a baseball and then all of a sudden starts playing the baseball music Mm -hmm. like the dun 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 and then he throws the bomb and it blows up and then he pretends to spit and grab his crotch and then it makes like a spittoon (sighs) noise yeah. When he spits, like the the sound of the spit hitting a metal tin, like oh yes, and it's just a fucking it's it's terrible, like it's it's, <laughs> and I don't know what his direction was, like in terms of the characters, just like pretend Riddler is the gayest guy alive, and then go from there, yeah. and like that's that was his direction because it's like the it's such a camp 
performance. Well, it's such a waste of a movie because it's got such a good cast too. And I'm going, wow, what a waste, you know? Like, and I also think that Val Kilmer looked weird in the Batman suit. I think his eyes. His, <laughs> I was waiting for his that, eyes yeah. look too close together. I don't give a shit about the nipples thing. His <laughs> eyes look too. It's almost like he's cross-eyed because of the shape of the. The the hat the hat <laughs> that was really the nail in the coffin <laughs> that really was a nail in the coffin for his career wasn't it that one yeah well when was because uh, heat was heat before heat was before that yeah heat was not okay okay let's just try and guess this with that well before we Google it what year was heat okay uh, all right Andy uh ninety guess. it's either ninety two or ninety four oh come on mate just pick one will you <laughs> oh, oh, okay it's either ninety two or ninety four so maybe I should pick ninety three. Except right, it's I'm going for 94 then. Okay, I'm going 92. <laughs> okay, uh, 92, I'm 92, 92. I'm 92. going 92. And I'm going 94. Let's have a look. Heat movie. 95. I was closest. Fuck! All right, there you go. <laughs> Way off, Andy. Come on, mate. <laughs> I thought you knew this stuff. Uh, apparently, I don't. <laughs> yeah, so that was definitely before Batman then, I believe, right? Yeah. Did you ever notice that weird bump on Val Kilmer's elbow? No. What bump? What? Okay. W- once you see it, you won't you won't be able to unsee it if <laughs> I tell you. See it? I'm gonna Google. <laughs> What's a weird bump on his elbow? Oh God. He's got. Um, I think he damaged his elbow d- in a shoot for a movie, and so he's got an elbow that kind of fills with like fluid that has to be like drained or something. It's like a c- condition some people can get. Must have been when he's fighting that beast at the end of Willow or something, eh? I think I don't. Know, it <laughs> might have been special effects. Was it Willow? It might have been. It, I think it was. It was <laughs> maybe. It was a result of a surgery, I believe. And there's one scene in Heat where his elbow is exposed, and once you see it, you can't unsee it. So beware, like oh, once you God. do, because here we go. I'm just googling it now. Because you'll there's a scene where okay. full on, you'll just be like, "What is that thing hanging off?" Boy, when did he get it? It looks like he's got it in Top Gun. Oh, is it? Is there like a no, whole thing, like be. people tracking? No, I'm just. There is a thing. There's a there's a Reddit. There's like a Reddit thread where everyone's talking about his uh, fucking elbow. I want to see photo though. <laughs> Once you see it, you're just like, how did I never notice that? Like, there's just this thing hanging off his elbow very clearly in like a few shots, and it's really distracting. Once you see it, I feel the same way about Terminator Two. When uh, Arnold pulls his arm out of the grinder-like thing when they're in the factory at the end. And his real arm is just wrapped in, like, sort of a blue bandage so you don't see it. But once you see it, it's just like, how did I never see that his arm is just fully in the shot? I've seen that movie so many times and I remember seeing that. And I've analyzed that movie. Once you see it, his arm is so clearly visible, just wrapped in blue, so it's like... You know, so it's meant You're to... You're just bl- trying to ruin movies for me. No, I'm not. I'm just- what are you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> I love that the idea that you're watching Heat and it's such a good film, but just like, man, what's up with that dude's elbow? This film sucks now. It's like when somebody in a, in a song will say, oh, I hate the hi-hats in that song or something. And mm. then you're like... And you've, and, it's, and you've heard the song so many times and it's one of your favorites and you love it. And then now every time I hear it, all I hear is fucking hi-hats. <laughs> You know, and they're like really piercing, and it's like, how did I not hear that before? By now, I can't unhear it. Yeah, you know, or or, some, or something else. There'll be some sound, like a tom sound, or or a, or a cowbell, or, so, or something that's annoying. Cowbell's never annoying though, but so that's yeah. a bad, a bad uh, example. But <laughs> I know, like someone pointed that out to me, and now like I can't listen to uh, hi hat Magoo anymore. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was my favorite artist up until that point and then it's just like ah man hi-hat magoo he just uh he's got to lay off those hi-hats <laughs> well, what do you expect from hi-hat magoo <laughs> yeah I, 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 sh- I should know better <laughs> well listen dude we should probably wrap this up here okay you want one more song andy yeah yeah let's uh let's end uh this week's extended uh keeping it 80s with uh with another track i really appreciate this extended time you know i hope people enjoyed it and uh, i always enjoy chatting with you andy but I, it's a pleasure to get to play a few extra tracks too i really enjoy this because you know although i'm not doing a show anymore i do get a little bit of the itch i mean i don't want to do any of the work i just can't do that anymore so this is kind of um filling the void so thanks andy but that's uh, the both worlds all right so i've got one more song and this one's a little bit different um, I think some people might cringe a little bit, but uh, it is, it's a, a new song from OLMS, and this is a, a new wave post-punk group. Uh, actually, it's one artist, I believe, that Jazzy Cat put me onto, and uh, I really like this stuff. Uh, it's kind of a bit of a mixture between new wave and goth, I guess you could say, but it's, it's a very 80s sound, and uh, it's called Alone Together, and I'm going to dedicate this one to Jazzy Cat, if you don't mind, Andy. I do. <laughs> Shit. Well, maybe just delete it then. No, okay. no, you're gonna you're gonna leave this in, buddy. All right. So this one's for Jazzy. Uh, just basically uh, saying that I miss you very much and I can't wait until we're alone together. So that's basically it. All right, Jazzy. I cannot wait until we're alone together. Here is O L. You me. Is that not how dedications work? <laughs> I don't know. No, no. <laughs> I, I don't know how to Jesus, throw to a dedication. Um, all right, so this is uh, OLMS. Is that what you said? Yeah, OLMS. Yep. All right, and this is OLMS with the track Alone Together. And this has been Keeping It 80s with Marco Merrick, right? Thank you, Andy. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week, hey? <laughs> keep it real and keep it 80s. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We almost forgot.
And that was Alone Together by OLMS. And that was Keeping It 80s with Marco Merrick for another week. And uh, we're done. That is today's show, man. I got to get to work. I got stuff to do. But it's all very exciting. And uh, I'm glad you guys are along for the ride. And I'm really happy that you guys are uh, supporting the Beyond Synth Patreon. Let's get that thing up to a million dollars so I can go buy a gold car. And I just really want that gold car. It's very important to me. Anyways, guys, have a great weekend. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Oh, (laughs) Oh, man. I literally slept for an hour. Like, I am out of it. I am out of it. But uh, hopefully I'll be uh, with it again. And actually, I won't be. I don't want to reveal too much information right now. But next week, we're filming something for the show, which means I'm going to have another rushed edit for next week's episode as well. But I'm going to try my best. All right? I am. I'm trying my best for you. Anyway... That's it for me. So uh, don't forget to check out Andy Last on Twitter. That's my Twitter account. Uh, you can follow Beyond Synth, uh, Beyond Synth Facebook. You can follow Beyond Synth on Facebook at facebook.com slash beyond.synth.podcast. Check out the Beyond Synth YouTube page. Check out the Beyond Synth Patreon. Uh, it's all good, man. And again, if you want to get a copy of Diamond Field and Rat Rios' single Closer, uh, send me an email at beyondsynth at gmail.com. And if you have music you want to submit to Beyond Synth, send it to beyondsynth at gmail.com. And I will listen to everything people send me, because that's what I do. Have a lovely weekend, and I will tune in, I will tune into you. What? (laughs) And tune in next time to Beyond Synth. The best synthwave chat show there is. And